0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 109. But more importantly, it is Part 1 of the 2019 Movie Ranks Countdown. Now, if you're not familiar with what that means, well, let me explain. So, each year, for the last, I think this is the fifth year I've done it, uh, right before the Oscars, so the Oscars are coming up a week from Sunday, um... I do my countdown of the all the movies I saw in that year. Um, so some years it's been 40, some years it's been 50, 70, whatever the case may be. However many movies I saw, I ranked them from worst to best, in my opinion. Um, personal opinion here, so there may be movies on this list that you thought were better than I did. And they're higher and would be higher on your list than they are mine. But personal opinion... Um, And, uh, yeah, ranked them. So this year I did see 70 uh, movies back up from 50 last year and 70 the year before. So I went from 70 back down to 50, back up to 70. Um, I think it's been 40, 50, 70, 50, 70? Maybe? Actually, I have the list right here, so I can probably just tell you. Uh, So, yeah, the first year was definitely 40 in 2015. Then I saw 50... Then seventy, back down to fifty, and then back up to seventy this year. Well, actually, well, last year was a little. But regardless of any of that, um, just Oscars are coming up a week from Sunday as I record this, and possibly you're listening to it, but potentially maybe not. But anyways, Oscars are very soon. Also, very early this year. Um, As uh, for some reason they decided um, to have them the week after the Super Bowl Which typically in the last 20 years maybe Or dozen or so I don't know how many years it's been The week after the Super Bowl has typically been the Grammys But the Grammys were last week Um, Supposedly I was reading this And I've talked about it before in some of my previous podcasts Which you should go check out but uh, supposedly this has something to do with ratings. They wanted to uh, move things up so that people watch the Oscars as opposed to... I, I don't know. The the reasoning is not gr- ratings-based. So basically, the ratings have been down the last couple years. So they thought maybe if they moved them up, moved the Oscars up, that they would help the ratings. I don't know. They're trying it out this year. Supposedly next year it's going to go back to... Um, later in February and uh, I guess they'll just kind of determine from that whether it's better to have them early in February or have them later in February for me I think it's later better because a lot of these movies that are end up being nominated um, for, for the Oscars come out very late towards the end of the year and a lot of them get very limited releases at the end of the year and then as the next couple weeks go and the Oscar, you know buzz starts happening and the nomination starts coming out, people then go to see them. So if you don't have as much time for people to go see the Oscars, they're not going to care as much about the movies that they weren't able to see because there wasn't enough time for when the movies actually came out and were widely available to when you could when the Oscars actually were. But the other thing, too, though, that's changing up with the, with that in mind is, you know, in some cases with these movies... You don't have to go see them You don't, they, They're on Netflix or Amazon Or whatever the case may be So a lot of these movies you don't have to go out of your way To go see them anymore You can just hit a button and there it is on your screen Um Now for For uh Reasons for rules reasons They do have to get released in theaters For I forget what the I forget what the um There's like a time frame Specific time frame that movies have to be In the theaters for them to be eligible for the Oscars I forget what the rules are But regardless there are some Obviously going to be some Netflix movies And Amazon movies um, That are on this list Um So alright The way this works 70 movies I count down each day I'll count down 10 movies So today part 1 will be 70 through 61 Tomorrow will be 60 through 51 And so on and so forth Until we get to the top 10 uh, typically I like to bring some friends in for their opinions of the top 10. I don't know if that's going to be able to happen this year. There's just a lot of scheduling issues and conflicts and a lot, and because the Oscars are so early and I like to get these out before the Oscars start, the timings may not work out. So we'll see though. Um, uh, stay tuned for that. I don't know yet. I haven't recorded them yet. Sometimes I do these out of order depending on, but haven't got around to it. Don't know if it's going to happen. Usually it involves uh, my friend Facio and sometimes Jen and whoever else is available. Sometimes uh, it's a um, co-creation with Very Drunken Podcast. I don't know if that will happen, but we're not there yet. We're still at the beginning of the list, so let's get to the beginning of the list. No, um, So the way this works, is I'll name the movie, tell you some details about it, then tell you how I felt about the movie, and we'll go forth, and just to... Uh, clarify this is all movies so it's you know m- made for tv movies netflix hulu i don't know if there are any i don't know if hulu has any original movies but regardless amazon if they're in the theaters whatever the case may be but they had to be released at least um a wide release of some sort in 2019 now some of these movies might have gotten limited releases to get oscar to get qualified for the Oscars at the very end of the year and then release wider. Some of these may have been in like festivals and stuff previous years, and then finally got an actual release this year. Um, so, you know, it gets a little dicey on what you consider actually 2019. And yes, for those of you wondering, no, I didn't watch these all in 2019. They just were released in 2019 and I have watched them. What's a lot of them I have watched in the last couple of weeks or the last month or so. Um, in January but they were released in 2019 but like i said a lot of these movies come out very very last minute at the end of the year um to qualify for oscars and whatever and either even just like holiday movies and stuff like there's not a lot there's not enough time to see them all within the year um so as fun, as long as i saw them before i finalized my list which was as of um what was that tuesday no monday maybe Um, so like, so for instance, uh, I'm going to read off some of the, uh, numbers and some of these numbers are as, all these numbers are as of, uh, January 23rd. So for some of these box office numbers, they might've gone up since then or will go up since then. Some of these Rotten Tomato scores or whatever may, may change over time. But, um, for now, this was as of 11, 20 or as of. January 23rd. Um, so let's get going. Alright, so I started off number 70. The worst movie I saw all year. Um, and yeah, I'm going to say like, you know, I'm not discriminating here. Like in terms of what I see. I'll see whatever. Um, and this isn't like my top 70. This is just, I saw 70. So it's all the movies I saw ranked. You know, it's not the top whatever. It's all 70. Um, so this one, this movie uh, aired on um, August seventeenth, on the Sci-Fi Network, Um, it uh, doesn't have Rotten Tomato scores. It doesn't have any box office scores. It wasn't in theaters. Doesn't even have a Metacritic score. Somehow, its IMDb score is four point five. It doesn't have Cinema Score. I didn't obviously didn't see in, the, in the theaters. So there was no Shark NATO this year. So kind of in lieu of there not being a Shark NATO, uh, they made a zombie tidal wave. Yeah, um, it's. Start in the iron's earring, so it kind of was kind of fitting that kind of void of Sharknado, and uh, yeah, they probably should have just not done that. I mean, they make these terrible movies every year, anyways, regardless of what they're called, but it was just kind of like they, they were trying to hype it up a little bit to be like the next Sharknado, and <laughs> no, it, it was god awful. Um, I think I fell asleep halfway through watching it, I'll be quite honest, and had no desire to go back and watch what I fell asleep and missed, because I don't even know what the hell's going on. Um, <laughs> there's a tidal wave, and there's zombies, and all these people get sick because of the tidal wave, and I don't know, it's a very cheesy, stupid, terrible movie. Um, like, not even good, like, not, I mean... Not even like good, bad, where like Sharknado was, wasn't it, was intentionally like, you know, it was a joke. Like that was the point. This, I think they tried to do that again and just, it didn't work. Um, so yeah, that's my number 70. I would not recommend, can't recommend any of these, like, really 70 through 50, maybe. I don't, I wouldn't say I'd recommend necessarily, maybe even more than that, but certainly 70 through for today's, uh, Episode seventy through sixty one, I will definitely not recommend any of them. Uh, but let's move on. So, yeah, seventy zombie title wave, it's a pass. Um, number sixty nine, <laughs> yeah, uh, was a Warner Brothers movie. Came out on April nineteenth. It made twenty six million dollars opening weekend, so not bad. Uh, Fifty four overall uh, for domestic and worldwide. It made one hundred twenty two million and a twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomato. Um, 41 Metacritic and f- 5.4 IMDb. It actually got a B minus on Cinema Score, which isn't terrible. Uh, I did not see it in the theaters. And that is the Curse of La Yorona, or however you say it. Um, so this is somehow connected very loosely to the Conjuring universe. There's a priest in it that was in the Annabelle, I think, or maybe it was in the Conjuring. I can't remember exactly what movie he actually was in, but there's a priest character that was in one of the other Conjuring I think it was Conjuring? Might have been Annabelle, I don't remember specifically. Or it might have been Conjuring but it had to do with the Annabelle. Whatever regardless, it is somehow connected to the universe but not like in a way that like the Nun or Annabelle or or any of those movies are really connected. It was kind of like an afterthought. It's like, hey, you remember that guy that was in that movie? Yeah, he's in this one too. It's the same character, so it's in the same universe. But it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't. That's that's that doesn't really jive as well as the other ones do. Um, And overall, it wasn't a great movie. I and honestly, like some of these movies I saw a long time ago, and I don't even totally remember them. I just if they don't resonate with me and i don't bring back fondness and good times had by all of me watching them that's a lot of these ended up low on the list just cuz i don't remember even remember watching it like if it didn't resonate with me it's not going to be high on my list and this one i just i don't remember anything specific about it just i remember it just being kind of a blah horror movie about a curse sure like i don't even remember um i may have talked about it a little bit more in detail back in one of the previous uh, podcasts, right after I saw it, but like honestly, I don't have anything good to say about it. Um, the fact that it was conjuring universe didn't really do anything for me. Um, it did okay box office wise, and the critics didn't absolutely hate it, but and cinema score actually did well, which is surprising to me. But ultimately, just no, didn't wasn't didn't do it for me. There are better movies from that universe that will come up later. Um, next up, number sixty-eight is a Lionsgate film. Came out May second. Uh, made twenty-three million dollars opening weekend. Fifty-nine domestically. Ninety-nine worldwide. Seventeen percent Rotten Tomatoes, which I believe is the lowest score on my list. Um, thirty-one Metac- percent or thirty-one Metacritic. And uh, which also I believe is lowest on my list 5.4 in IDB, which is not, uh, or a 5.2, sorry, uh, which is not the lowest, but only only zombie tidal wave, I believe, is lower. Um Oh no, no yeah, yeah, no, no, wait, 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 uh, yeah, I think only zombie tidal wave is lower, um, but, but and probably would have been lower with those other scores, they just didn't have them, and it got a C, um. Cinema score. I didn't see it in the theaters. It is Hellboy. Now, the first Hellboy, the one that starred uh, Ron Perlman, and even the sequel to that, which a lot of people actually liked the sequel better than the original. I thought the original was better. better. But those were actually pretty good movies. And, you know, given when that came out, I wasn't super familiar with the source material. And now they did the reboot or remake or whatever you want to call it. I think it's more of a remake than a reboot. Cause it, it's, it starts off from the beginning again. Um, you know, I now was at least somewhat familiar with the material more so from the movies and the comics, but now you're trying to remake the movie again and it wasn't a bad movie to begin with. It's like, you know, and, and that, and that's kind of one of the things that like, is kind of like, why, what are you trying to fix here? Like it was good. Why are you trying to do it again? Like, it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, And it just didn't work. Um, You know, David Harbour, I mean, nothing against him. His whole boy was fine. And, you know, they had um, Ian McShane in there, and he's great. But his character, the character the character Ian McShane plays is kind of basic. I mean it's a lot of his characters that he plays. It's kind of like just Ian McShane playing all the characters you think of when you think of Ian McShane. It's kind of weird. But, um, I mean, he's trying to play the devil or whatever. And, um, I don't know, it was just a bad movie. It wasn't necessary. It didn't, it seemed like, why, why does this exist? Like, when you have an already good Hellboy why go back and redo it when you didn't need to and then make it worse. Just it, it didn't work, it wasn't good. Um and ultimately, yeah, I think everyone agreed. Uh money wise it did okay, but I don't think it did well enough to justify like a sequel or anything along those lines. I mean I know they had big plans, you know, obviously they always do have big plans for these um comic book movies, and stuff with sequels and Spinoffs and universes and whatever else But um, ultimately I just don't think It was necessary Like they, And I don't necessarily know that I mean obviously they wanted to do something With the the IP And I don't think Ron Perlman Wanted to do a third one I don't think anyone that was involved in those original ones Guillermo del Toro was interested in doing Anything to do with Hellboy anymore And it had been quite a while Since the second one but it's like why why then just redo it uh, i don't know i mean i'm not saying if they did a sequel if they did a third one it would have been any better than what this was but at least it wasn't wouldn't have to be a, compared directly to one of the better movies where you know you already had a good movie and and that's where um, and we'll talk about it later, but that's when we get to the Spider-Man, whole Spider-Man thing where we've had three different um, incarnations of Spider-Man and, you know, even less to, to some degree Batman too, Um Where, you know, what worked and what didn't in terms of what they did with those. Um, but we'll talk about Spider-Man in quite a bit ways from now. Um, no, Not not to spoil where it is on my list, but it's not coming up any time Real soon, especially not in this episode. Uh, but all right, let's move on. So, number 67 was a MGM film that came out on February 8th. Uh, made $5.8 million opening weekend, 14.8 overall domestically. It wasn't released outside of the U.S., I guess, because I didn't see any worldwide numbers outside of the U.S. Um, 42% 42% Rotten Tomato, 45 Metacritic, 5.9 on IMDb, C plus Cinema Score. I did not see it in the theaters, and it is The Prodigy. Um, so, the idea behind this movie wasn't bad, and the premise I understood, but the way they marketed this movie and what it actually was was a bit misleading. Um, you know, it it made it seem sort of like this kid was the omen type of thing. But in, in, in the end it was, he was more possessed than he, but like not really, it, it was a little convoluted and weird. Um, so, I mean, and, and again, bef- I sh- I sh- before I should, before I any further, um, there are going to be some spoilers in some of these stuff. I mean, I try not to spoil it completely. Uh, with zombie tidal wave, I don't think it was anything to really spoil the curse of La Llorona. I don't even totally remember it to spoil anything. Uh, Hellboy. If you've ever seen Hellboy or know what Hellboy is, that's you know it's pretty much all you need to know. So the Prodigy. Um, a little bit of spoilers, but not really, because they they kind of tell you right at the beginning. Um, if you ever watch it, like the beginning scene, you're like, "What the hell is this beginning scene?" Because you're like, "I don't understand what's going on here," and then it cuts into like the actual movie with the kid. Um, so it turns out this kid is possessed by a guy that died on the day he was born. And so, but he has like his memories and knowledge and stuff. So like he's real young, but he's super smart because he's got this guy like in his mind, telling him what to do and like telling him answers of stuff and whatever. So it, it so everyone kind of thinks, Oh, he's this super brilliant kid. But in reality, he's this guy that got sucked. It. It's, it's it's a little bit like Child's Play in a sense that it's like a serial killer guy that's like Soul is kind of trapped in a, in a kid, not so much a doll, even though then the doll wants to go to... But regardless, that it kind of reminded me of that, which is interesting given what we'll talk about in a future episode regarding Child's Play. Um... Uh but, yeah, I, I, but ultimately, like, the marketing of the film didn't really portray it as that. It seemed a little more Omen-y-ish. It seemed like more of a horror story, and it really wasn't. It was more of a thriller than a horror. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It just it didn't quite click. Um, the premise could have been cool if it was done differently. Um, and it just, I don't know. For me, it just didn't quite work the way could've or should've given what they were trying to accomplish with the movie itself. Um, there's going to be another movie that's similar to that, um, coming up, um, eventually on the list, uh, two, um, that I had issues with as well, but I mean, that's not for a bit. It was, you know, so, all right, let's move on. Uh, that was, so that was, uh, 67 now 66. This is a universal movie. It came out May 31st, Did eighteen million dollars opening weekend, forty five domestic, sixty worldwide, fifty five percent Rotten Tomatoes, fifty three percent or fifty three Metacritic, and five point six IMDb B minus Cinema Score. I did not see it in the theaters, and that is Ma. Um, So this movie was just weird, like. I did, I was hoping for better. I don't know. So, if you're not familiar with Ma, was it was a story about um, Octavia, Octavia, Octavia. Sorry, excuse me. Octavia Spencer is this like kind of like middle aged woman who's trying to be kind of cool and befriends a bunch of kids by buying them alcohol and basically is like, "Hey, you can hang out in my basement." Um, but then it turns out she was this crazy like psycho lady that you know that you know and then her daughter like she's locked up and like there was some craziness going on there i mean obviously not trying to spoil anything but like basically these kids then get all suspicious and like weird stuff starts happening and this lady's like basically she was an outcast and now she's trying to get revenge on the cool kids it just i don't know it just kind of fell flat for me um I mean, and again, you know, it was, I don't know, I don't say, I wouldn't say it was marketed as a horror movie necessarily, it was definitely a thriller, um, killer movie, sort of, um, but yeah, I don't know, it just, it kind of just fell flat for me, it just, it, it wasn't, I, I didn't care enough about the kids, and I didn't care enough about her character that it got me involved, like, one way or the other, I was just like, I don't really care about these kids, and I don't really care about her. It's like, wh- who am I supposed to be rooting for in this? Who am I supposed to care about? It's like, yeah, I feel bad for her. But then, like, she's being a, a total psycho. But, like, I, I don't really feel bad for these kids. Because a lot of them are, you know, kind of a-holes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was hard for me to, like, kind of figure out who am I, who am I supposed to be cheering for? Who's Who am I supposed to be rooting for in this movie? And it just fell flat. Um, But all right, let's move on. Uh, So number sixty-five was a Sony movie. Came out June fourteenth. Made thirty million dollars opening weekend. Eighty domestic. Two hundred fifty-three worldwide. Twenty-three percent on Rotten Tomato. uh, Thirty-eight Metacritic. Five point six IMDb. It did a B on the Cinema Score. I did not see in the theaters. And that was Men in Black International. All right. So here's another one of those issues with similar to Hellboy. Um, you have this IP, Men in Black. Um, you know, your original crew that you had um, in the original movies that did well, you know, they're not, they don't want to do it anymore, you know? So it's like, well, do you reboot it? Like they did with Hellboy, which didn't work. Or do you... Or, sorry. Yeah, so reboot it. Or re- remake it, I should say. Remake it with Hellboy. Um, like they did with Hellboy. And they would remade it. Just started from scratch. We're remaking this. Or do you reboot it? And kind of be like, okay, well, that stuff existed. But here's a completely... Here's a sequel, but completely different from what you know. With all new characters. But in the same universe and we reference stuff. And this didn't it didn't work. And and the thing was, it's like and 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 there is probably multi multifold on, on why it didn't work. Uh I mean Men in Black, you think Will Smith, you think Tommy Lee Jones, think that whole movie those movies. Um and you know, even the third one was a bit weird with the time travel and James Brolin uh James Brolin, Josh Brolin. Um and, you know, it it worked to some degree. And, you know, a lot of that was just, oh, well, it's Will Smith and he's a man in black and blah, blah, blah. Whereas this one? All right. Now you're removing all that. You're throwing Thor in there, which fine. I mean, Chris Hemsworth has obviously done other stuff outside of Thor. But, you know, he's coming off of another movie we'll talk about in a little bit. And then you're going to pair him with, uh, oh, Valkyrie. Uh, yeah, we've seen this. It was called Thor. You know, um uh Ragnarok we, We've seen Tessa Thompson And Chris Hemsworth together We like Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth together As Thor and Valkyrie We don't need to see them as these other characters That I don't know that aren't The Men in Black that I care about And the only funny parts of the movie is when they're Referencing, making subtle references To their other movies It was like, wait what are we doing Why am I watching this, like I'd rather just watch Thor Ragnarok, Why? why, why bother um, And that was my biggest problem with this movie It was like what is this Why is this exist? And yes they threw um, Liam Neeson in there Actually and that was one of the other best jokes of the movie is they referenced Taken So it's like you're going to throw these, uh, these You're going to throw Liam Neeson Tessa Thompson and Liam Neeson This movie And the best parts of the movie were referencing other movies And Your movie is a reference to other movies Like the whole movie is a reference To other movies it it just was dumb and didn't work. But, I mean, it didn't do great domestically. I mean, worldwide it did okay. Is that enough to do a sequel? I don't know. But I think it's enough to know that this IP has, has something. This didn't work necessarily. But, I mean, do we get a Men in Black 4? I mean, there was supposedly supposed to be a Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover that never happened. Um, so, I don't think... Um, I don't think this is, I don't think Men in Black as a IP is gone and done. I don't know that Men in Black International will ever be seen again. But, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what happens next. But, this for me didn't work. Uh, alright, next up we got, uh, number 64 was a Neon film. Came out March 28th. Uh, made, I think it was very limited release, made 1.7... Uh, opening weekend 3.5 overall domestic 4.5 worldwide 56% met, uh rotten tomato 55 metacritic 5.5 imdb it uh was limited release so it doesn't have a cinema score so cinema score only does um they pull like they pull moviegoers for the first day of a wide release um, so limited releases don't get cinema scores. Obviously anything that was on Netflix is not going to get a cinema score. But sometimes they'll go... Like, it's it's weird though. Because so, sometimes they will do it for limited releases. If they then later get a wide release. And we'll talk about some of those later. Um, but obviously in this case it didn't. And I did not see it in theaters. And it is The Beach Bomb. Um... If you're not sure what, if you've never heard of the Beach Bum, I wouldn't necessarily blame you. I just I came across this movie kind of randomly. It was on Hulu, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, it's Matthew McConaughey basically just having an excuse to like hang out in Florida and be on a boat and smoke weed and have sex with people. I mean, not really, but like theoretically. I I I just I just kind of feel it's just Matthew McConaughey McConaughey like pretending to be someone else for like a couple weeks and filming a movie about it like I don't know just like it was a very weird movie and like obviously Snoop's in it it's it's very heavily with the the marijuana um so basically he's this he's so it's it's confusing he's like this like Jimmy Buffett type guy I mean Jimmy Buffett's in the movie as well so Maybe not Jimmy Buffett Buffett, but like he's this guy that's like he's super rich and doesn't give a crap about anything and and he's married to um this woman that had a ton of money, so he, they kind of don't care and they're like just like free wielding and blah 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 and uh he uh he's like a poet and he's supposed to be writing a book and then. His wife dies. Isla has played his wife, and but then she's sleeping with Snoop Dogg for some reason. I don't know. It, it's a very weird movie. It's just kind of like completely out there. I think probably maybe if you're like you're super baked or something, you'd enjoy it. I don't even know. Like it's just kind of a dumb like I don't know what the hell this is movie. Uh, like why it exists is another thing. It's like well Matthew McConaughey wants to do this movie. It's like uh, okay Snoop's in it and they just smoke drugs all day. And weird stuff happens. Yeah, okay, sure, that's a movie. <laughs> All right. I don't know. It seems weird, but uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's it's not what it, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't totally get it. Maybe I'm just not into that. Uh, that whole scene. Well, I'm definitely not into that whole scene. I guess I don't. Know. And it was just like, what is this? What What the hell is going on? Um, just dumb. Yeah. So there we go. That was sixty-four. All right, let's move on to sixty-three. Uh, this was a Sony movie. Came out March. Uh, no, sorry, uh, May third. Uh, made ten million opening weekend. Thirty-five point five domestic. Uh, Thirty-six point six worldwide. So it wasn't very big in the foreign market. Thirty-two percent Rotten Tomato. Thirty-nine Metacritic. Five point five IMDb. And a B minus. The cinema score I did not see in theaters, and then is the Intruder. Um, interesting premise for a movie. Uh, so basically, there's this guy, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, no, Dennis Quaid. Sorry, not Randy Quaid. Um, Dennis Quaid, uh, <laughs> played by Dennis Quaid. Not, it's not Dennis Quaid in the. It's the characters played by Dennis Quaid, um, and basically he's selling his house he's you know getting on in years his wife passed away um his his daughter moved out of town um, and he's got this huge house and he's trying to sell it and this like young couple that like he's a big like tech guy or something i don't i forget exactly what he did for a living that he made. he had made a, came into a bunch of money he had a company blah 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 um i think he was in tech or I forget. I forget exactly what he's done. And his wife, they want to settle down and you know move into a house and and uh, start a family and all that. Um, so they buy this incredible house. Um, they get a pretty good deal on it. But then the guy that they buy it from kind of like is just hanging around. Uh, and then kind of gets involved in their life and like, but he's supposed to move down to Florida and blah, blah, blah. Then some shenanigans go on and like there's stuff happening, weird stuff's going on. And he's kind of like, and then, you know, it kind of, I don't want to ruin it, but like everything kind of comes together at the end and turns out, you know, things weren't what they seem. And so this Dennis Quaid character kind of is intruding on these people's life since the name of the intruder. Um, it was, it wasn't terrible, but it just, it just, it kind of just didn't, you know, it, it's kind of like I've seen this movie before, but I've seen a better version of it. Um, sort of like, you know, when you think of, like, Fatal Attraction or Hand like the Rocks the Cradle type type of movies. It's like, it's it's along those lines, but, like, it's not good. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, eh, I've seen this and it's been done and it's been done better. So, yeah, it kind of falls flat on that in that regard. Um, you know, nothing against Dennis Quaid, he's he's pretty good as this character, but overall the movie, and again, it's one of those weird things where it's like, I don't know who I'm rooting for here, I, like, I don't know that I care enough about these people, you, you're not making these people, you're not building these people up enough for me to care about them that I'm gonna root against the other character, I don't know, it's just... The structure of the movie And and, you know I said this about Ma You're not building up These characters enough For me to care About them being Attacked or Like in You know You know By this other character It's like You know I'm not hating this other character enough That I like And liking these characters That it's gonna matter to me And it's like And then you're just sitting there Like I don't know who to root for And like You know It doesn't work good That doesn't work well for a movie Um All right Moving on, sixty-two. Uh, this is a focus film. Came out June fourteenth. Made two point five million dollars opening weekend. Six point five uh, domestic. Thirteen point eight worldwide. It was a limited release, so it doesn't have a cinema score. But uh, it's fifty-six percent Rotten Tomato. Fifty-three Metacritic. Five point five IMDb. I did not see in the theaters, and it is the dead don't die. So my understanding of this movie is that it was a remake of sort of kind of a remake i guess from what i understand uh it's got bill murray adam driver um i forget who else was in it i know bill murray and adam driver were in it Um, a few other people i think were in it um and basically it's a zombie movie but it's like kind of like a meta zombie movie but like it so it's, like, trying to take itself seriously, but then it's sometimes it's it's not. Like, that was my biggest issue with this movie. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed... I'm try, Like, am I supposed to be taking this seriously, or is it supposed to be, like, jokingly? I mean, obviously it's got Bill Murray in it, so it's somewhat comedic. But then Adam Driver's character is, like, very serious, but, like, at the same time, then they go... Forth, they break fourth wall a few times. And it's just, like, I don't get what this movie is trying to accomplish here. Like... Uh, Am I supposed to be laughing because I'm not really laughing? But at the same time, they're making jokes about everything, and but they're it's like serious, but it's like not serious. I don't know. It ultimately like just it didn't quite work. Like Bill Murray's been in some zombie movies. Let's. I mean, we're going to talk about one coming up. Um, and you know, comedy zombie movies. Let's furthermore. This movie just didn't click with me. I just It wasn't funny. It But it wasn't like. Serious enough to be a zombie movie. But it wasn't like over the top zombie movie. But I, I don't. It just fell. It didn't fall within any category of like what you would. You know. Want from a movie that you know. Starring Bill Murray. And about zombies. It just. You know. It, it just. It just—it was confusing as to what it was and what I'm trying to, what I'm trying was trying to get from it. Um, yeah, I mean Adam Driver was very busy this year, though. But so this is the first of Adam Driver movies that we'll get to. Um, but we'll get to more later on. Um, all right, so that that was uh, what was that sixty-two. All right, so now we'll go to sixty-one, which would be the last movie of this uh, episode. Uh, This movie came out December 13th. It was not in theaters, so there is no box office numbers. 37% Rotten Tomato, 41 Metacritic, 6.1 IMDb. Um, No cinema score. Obviously, I didn't see it in theater. I watched it on Netflix. It is 6 underground. Um... So, if you you don't know what Six Underground is, if you missed it, it only came out a little over a month ago. It was a Netflix, straight-to-Netflix holiday. Like, if you were bored and had nothing going on and over the holidays, you may have checked it out. Um, So, basically, it is Ryan Reynolds and he didn't have... They weren't making Deadpool 3 yet. So, we kind of had something to do and he kind of made like a fast and well he wasn't well we'll talk about fast and furious later because he was sort of in fast and furious but kind of didn't really have anything going on so he kind of made like a kind of fast and furious type movie um but it had some issues because again similar to the previous movie that i just talked about with the dead don't die it was confusing as to what I was supposed to be reacting to is this supposed to be serious is it supposed to be a complete joke it kind of felt in the middle somewhere it's like it's very fourth wall breaking-ish like Ryan Reynolds that you always see in all his movies pretty much Um, or at least his good ones Um, with Deadpool and Van Wilder and all that stuff but at the same time it's like kind of a serious like heist Type movie type of thing, and you know, and it's like, you know, there's a fine line between those things because it's like with the Fast and Furious, you know, they're kind of in on the joke, except for maybe Vin Diesel, Um but they do in the movie take it seriously. But then ultimately, you can kind of tell, well, the characters are taking it seriously, but like over the overall vibe of the movie is, you know, okay, we realize this is a ridiculously over the top action film. Like we get it, you know, it, it's going to be ridiculous. That's the point of it. Whereas this is, yeah, this is a ridiculous over the top action film, but we're in on the joke too, as the, as the people playing the, you know, the characters. And it's like, but only some of the time that was the problem. It was only some of the time. It wasn't the whole time. So for me, like it just didn't, didn't vibe. It was like, I don't know what you're trying to do here. Cause it's like with Deadpool. Yeah it's the whole thing's ridiculous over top and but that's the point and but it works with that character whereas like unless like Ryan with Ryan Reynolds it's like but it's like what is this what is this movie why does this exist and why is it on Netflix and why aren't you just doing Deadpool 3 I guess is the biggest issue and obviously that's the whole Disney thing and blah 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 and supposedly they are doing Deadpool 3 but is it going to be like Deadpool 3 or is it going to be like Deadpool like like not Deadpool 3 like you know what I mean like is it going to be Hey, you know we, know, we know you like Deadpool, but, like, this is Disney, so we can't do real Deadpool. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, regardless, as far as Ryan Reynolds' movies went this year, this was the worst one I saw. And I don't know how many other ones there were. <laughs> Might have been the only one, really, that's a Ryan Reynolds film. He was in other films. So he was not another one. We'll get to it later. And it has a lot to do with what I'm talking about, um, just now. But, um... Yeah, so there you go. So that's 61. So there we go. Uh, so recap. Zombie Title Wave, 70. The Curse of La Llorona, 69. Hellboy, 68. The Prodigy, 67. Ma, 66. Men in Black International, 65. The Beach Bum 64. The Intruder, 63. The Dead Don't Die, 62. And Six Underground, 61. And that is part one of the 2019 Movie Ranks podcast. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always go check out the blog, the one man renegade podcast blog at, uh, razervader.blogspot.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Razor Vader. You can subscribe to the pod at, uh, on Apple podcasts, just search for one man renegade Podcast on Apple podcasts or Stitcher or wherever else, uh, this may end up. Um, some of those feed to other websites that have host, uh, podcasts. Um, so sometimes you'll find it randomly through something else um and also check out the youtube channel i started the youtube channel it's the one man renegade podcast youtube channel just search for one man renegade podcast on youtube and uh, i got a few videos up so far i'm trying to work on doing some more so hopefully i'll get some cool content up there but also subscribe to all those things i just mentioned um share all those things i just mentioned uh give me five stars likes thumbs up shares subscribe subscribe Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your enemies' friends, all that stuff, all that fun stuff. And come back tomorrow, where we'll be talking about movies 60 through 51 for my 2019 Movie Ranks countdown. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.